Dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square in the frosty air. We're talking hollow notes, Jingle Bell Rock. Hit it. It was 1983. Michael Cimbello sang Maniac, Scarface was in theaters, and Hollow Notes revitalized a classic Christmas song. I'm your host, Jerry D, with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a Totally Rad Christmas all-star and ratty winner from Sounds of Christmas. It's Ken Kessler. Ken, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm wonderful. I, I'm <laughs> glad to see that you're feeling better. I know you had uh, you were sick there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, every year I I work so hard getting through the Christmas season. Right. That there's some point where I always come down with something. And this time <laughs> at least it waited until after. <laughs> That's nice. My November. Is, was mostly shot because I was uh, sick. I, I had no voice. So I, I didn't even feel like editing. I, I was so sick. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not doing anything. So I released like a bunch of old episodes. And then at the very end of the month, I had like one or two. So uh, I feel you. I feel that in my soul. And I wish uh, I, I, I'm glad that it happened. And I wish it had happened to me like it happened to you. But uh, <laughs> now, before we get into our topic, because we're going to be talking about hollow notes, before we get into our topic, I want to do hit me with the toaster. So, this is where I ask you a question. I want you to hit me with the first answer you can think of. So, okay, here we go. Would you rather go caroling with Hall or Oats? Hall. Okay. Okay. See, I feel like I feel like he would take all the spotlight. So, if you're, if you don't mind that and you just want to be a background singer, that's perfect. But also, like, John is a great supporting uh, supporting voice, so I feel like uh, if, for those that want to be more in the spotlight, he'd be perfect for that. I just, you know, I, d- I don't know, not a shock to anybody, I don't know either of these guys personally. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I have been a big fan of Daryl Hall's um, Live from Daryl House, yes, House series. Yes. <laughs> and he just seems like such a cool guy mm-hmm. that I think it would be fun to be hanging out with him. John Oates hasn't had that sort of series or anything, so I I don't know. Right. But I just see that with Daryl Hall, and I think he, he seems like a cool guy. I'd like to go caroling with him. I love that show. It There's some amazing yeah. performances on there. When uh, CeeLo sang uh, No Can Do, I Can't Go For That. Uh, I mean, there's just, it's like, wow, these just brilliant musical performances um when joe walsh was on and they were doing rocky mountain way and some of those i mean it was or uh funk 49 was like wow it's just just fantastic they did a um christmas episode years ago where um jose feliciano joined him oh i missed that one and they did an amazing version of christmas must be tonight Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Shine a light on the wise men. 
I love it. The percussion is it. He's got like the whole band there. And I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. And it's all like, it, you know, they rehearse a little bit during the day. He'll cook up some food. They'll rehearse a little bit. And then, all right, let's record something. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> it's yeah. like the talent. That's just amazing. All right. Let's say you're having Christmas with Hall and Oates. What dessert do you bring? What dessert do I bring for Hall and Oates? Pumpkin pie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I look at the video for Jingle Bell Rock, which is so <laughs> campy. Campy, and, yep. And I just think, what goes with that? What belongs in that video? That's where I see having Christmas dinner with them. And it's pumpkin pie. Gotta be. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm all in. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, but that's just a way for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Now, if they haven't figured it out, guys, we are talking about Hall of Notes and their version of Jingle Bell Rock from 1983. First of all, Ken, what do you remember about Hall of Notes? And then what do you remember about this particular song? Well, in the... Uh... In that time period, and even a little bit earlier, um, Hall & Oates were becoming monsters. Huge. Um, bigger than most people think or remember. Right. They had a string of top 10 hits um, kicking off the 80s, coming up to the time that they did Jingle Bell Rock and beyond it. They had huge hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the specifics as far as numbers, but I know that they were one of the biggest duos in music certainly in the 80s possibly of all time i don't know if they were the number one but that's just how big they were mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people just forget that or or just aren't aware of it they think of hall and oats and they think of a couple of their hits and yeah they're okay and uh, but you know not a big deal but they were they were just huge mm-hmm. i mean the the level of madonna and springsteen and all of those names from the 80s that you know that's how big these guys were right it's amazing well so much so that uh in that movie pixels that adam sandler movie i don't know if you ever saw it the aliens actually would send videos from like the 80s because it was there was like a time capsule thing it, it doesn't matter but anyway part of it <laughs> their video that they would send was daryl hall uh, as well, Hall and Oates giving the ultimatum. People of Earth, you have violated the rules of warfare, dudes. Violated the rules? Because of this, you forfeit, and your planet is now ours. Dudes, in 12 hours, we'll commence with the all-out destruction of Earth. After that, we will sing this about your precious planet. That's kind of cool. I mean, that t- that's a testament to their staying power, especially throughout the whole 80s. Now, I'm actually right there with you. Um, I remember Hall and Oates, like, like I just always remember them. There was uh, Sarah Smile and Rich Girl in the 70s. And then you're right, it was like 1980, they released Voices, I think was the name of the album. And it had like Kiss on My List. Make my dreams, and then 
the very next year they had another album with like private eyes and i can't go for that and then the very next year they had another album with like man eater and and some of these other hits i mean like it was just hit after hit after hit so yeah. much so that when you buy their greatest hits album which i did back in college it i mean i knew every single song every single song i could sing along to and it was just like phenomenal have you ever seen them live i got a chance to see them live not in, not in person i've seen you know video of mm. concerts but but never had the opportunity i know there was one time they were touring in the 80s i think it might have been for the big bamboo album okay and and they had to reschedule the concert that was near where i lived and i just I just wasn't able to to go mm. and i think i think till tuesday was opening for them so that would have been a lot of fun that would have been really cool yeah <laughs> amy man uh i actually got to see them in 98 they were no 90 yeah 98 or 99 one of those they were touring with chicago and they actually opened up for chicago and it was i'll never forget it because it was pouring and of course my seats it was like this outdoor amphitheater so there was a covered section and the rest was just like open grass you know just open air you just sit wherever and i had i actually did have a seat like like an actual seat but it was just right where the covered area stops so like it was covered area and then my my row was next so i got poured on so i remember just i had a baseball cap i just like pulled it real low and i flipped my collar up and i was just kind of watching hollow notes just sitting (laughs) (laughs) trying to stay warm but they did like a 12 minute version of i can't go for that it was one of the greatest things i've ever seen i mean it just it was amazing. There was uh, sax solos. There were guitar solos. Daryl played a keyboard uh, solo. I mean, it was, it just grooved. And uh, it was, yeah, it was one of my, my favorite concerts ever. And then, of course, Chicago came on and killed it also. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for anybody listening who thinks that we're making too big a deal of this, no matter really, I think, what age you are, you can go and find Hollow Notes greatest hits on whatever streaming service you use. Mm-hmm. And maybe the names of the songs won't mean anything to you, but you play them, you will be surprised that you know every single one. Exactly. You'll know them all. Yeah. Yeah. That's how huge they were. Now, um, of course, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in um, yeah 2014. But in 1983, they recorded Jingle Bell Rock. Now, this is another one that I know. I was alive before they recorded it, but it's just one of those that I, uh, it seems like it was always there. (laughs) And I don't know if it's just because of the song itself or just because it got so much airplay on terrestrial radio that it just, it seems like it's been there forever. And, you know, this surprised me as I was um, looking up some things so it would sound like I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) I was surprised that the single for Jingle Bell Rock was not a hit. Mm-mm. It didn't chart. Nope. But not in the US anyway. And I was I was really surprised because and maybe it was just because of MTV that it seemed like it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I just I just thought I just thought it was a giant hit, but it really wasn't. Yet that's if you ask somebody to play Jingle Bell Rock, that is probably the version you're gonna get. <laughs> right, exactly. It's either it's there's nothing else. It's either Bobby Holmes or Tala Notes. There's like no other version really that is uh that that can stand the test of time. Now, the song itself was written by Joe Beale and James Booth, recorded by Bobby Holmes in 57. 
a lot of people consider the very first mainstream rock and roll Christmas song. The B-side, too, that I, I find hilarious is uh, Captain Santa Claus and his reindeer <laughs> space patrol. <laughs> yeah, that's one you don't hear very often. <laughs> no, no, I got to say, somehow that one didn't crack the uh, greatest hits of Christmas. <laughs> but Paula Notes decided to record it, and I guess he sat down with Carl Weiser from Song Facts, and this was Daryl Hall, he, he interviewed him, and Song Facts, they said, why did you record Jingle Bell Rock? And Hall said, I don't know the answer. There's just so many Christmas songs I could have covered. I think I was in the whole rockabilly thing, you know. If you look at me in those days, I had my rockabilly hair, and I used to dress like that, so I guess I just wanted to cut a rockabilly song. Huh. And, and I think he, they did a good job. It's, I love this version. Yeah, and, and I was really surprised. There weren't a lot of weren't a lot of hits of Jingle Bell Rock between when Bobby Helms did it in 1957 and then 20-whatever uh, years later when Hall & Oates did it. Mm -hmm. um, Brenda Lee had a version, but it wasn't really a big hit. No. Um, lots of other people had covered it, had put it on their Christmas albums, but it wasn't, it just wasn't a hit. But theirs was... Okay, I already said that theirs wasn't a hit, but <laughs> theirs was all over the radio, right? From 1983 to this past season, mm -hmm. every year, it's, every year, yeah, it's one of the top Christmas songs that gets played. I and I have a vivid memory of uh, back when I was a band director and I was driving home after uh, um, uh, one of our rehearsals, and I was driving home and it was dark because you know it was winter, and they played it on the radio. And I don't know why I remember this particular night and nothing exceptional happened that day. I just, for some reason, I remember driving on uh, on Loop 610 and hearing Hall & Oates' Jingle Bell Rock on the radio and thinking, this really is a good song, isn't it? <laughs> so. I remember, I my memory of it at the time was more MTV. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is such a goofy video. <laughs> I can't believe really these guys. And their guitarist is dressed up as grandma. In yes. It. And it's it's just so goofy. And I I just I I couldn't get over it. And back at back at back in those days, there weren't a whole lot of Christmas music videos. Right. So it got played a lot on MTV. And, and yeah, it was just it was just so goofy. <laughs> yeah, it's and I think they played into it because yeah, if I recall, I know they hired a, a couple of directors for some of their videos because they just didn't really want to do the video. They wanted the easiest thing they could do. They didn't care really about it. They kind of thought the whole video thing was was uh, a waste of time, even though it helped really, really launch them. You know, MTV was responsible for a lot of their their, uh, you know, their success. But I think when it came time to do this, like they just deliberately made it campy, you know, yeah. that was their whole mentality. And you see that in the way everybody's walking. No one just walks. They kind of bounce to the beat and they yeah. swing their arms really, really tall and really wide. And, <laughs> and over the top expressions, especially yes. John Oates, Oates yeah. over the top <laughs> Goofy grins, and I keep saying goofy, like I'm, and I'm not making fun of them, because it, because you watch this and you could tell they're in it, right? They, they're, they're, they're having the best time that they can doing this, and uh, it's not, it's not like I'm making fun of something that's 
old and wow, weren't they weird back then? This is just, they're just upping the camp on it. And just, yeah. it, it's just goofy is really just such a good word for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, in Hall, he kind of walks, he keeps his arms like down at his side and he's just walking, bouncing to the beat. You know, each yeah. step is like to the, to the beat. He's hopping up and down, but his arms are at his side, barely moving. And then John does it. And he's same hopping up and down as well as he walks, but his arms are really out there. And then the doorbell rings and it's G.E. Smith, uh, who, of course, yeah. later would would um, lead the Saturday Night Live band. And like you said, he's dressed as grandma and <laughs> the rest of the band just come in and they turn away some other folks because they didn't want him invited, I guess. And they exchange presents and G.E. Smith gets a nice guitar just in time to play the solo. And It's the same up to a certain point. And then here's where I guess we really got to get into it, because on the single that they released, the A side was Daryl Hall singing lead and the B side was John Oates singing lead. Yeah. I remember... I didn't know that at the time. I don't think I got the 45, um, at least not right when it came out. But five or six years later, when I was in radio and I, one of my first radio jobs, and I was working 12 hours on Christmas Eve into Christmas Day and then back for 12 hours after a six hour break. Oh. And they left me a giant box of 45s. And it was supposed to be all Christmas music, just anything in that box you want to play, you can play it. And I pulled out Hall & Oates' Jingle Bell Rock from there, and I noticed Merry Christmas from Daryl on one side. And then on the other side, Merry Christmas from John. Yep. And it it made me wonder, it is, is one side different than the other? So I played them both, and... Yeah, Daryl sings lead on one, John sings lead on the other. The version that you hear on the radio is Daryl's version. Daryl. Mm -hmm. I don't know how exactly that choice was made, if it was consciously made, if it just happened. I mean, it's a matter of taste, which one you like better. And after this many years, I'm used to Daryl's version. That's the one that sounds right. Mm -hmm. So when you play John's version, there's nothing wrong with it, mm -hmm. but it just, there's something that doesn't quite, it's not what I'm expecting. That's right. not the Hall of Notes one. <laughs> and it's just because I've heard Daryl's version for 40 years decades, now. Decades, yeah. It's been decades, yeah. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. It's like you expect to hear Daryl Hall's voice. So when, when John Oates' voice comes on, you're like, oh, okay, but... At the same time, he, he does a, a great job, too. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I had to guess why, it's, I think because most of their hits, Daryl is singing lead. So I think most people just assume he's the singer. Yeah. As opposed to John. And I, I mean, I don't know if that's that would be my assumption, but you get used to Daryl's voice. So, it's, of course, if Hollow Notes have a Christmas song, oh, well, let's put on the one from Daryl. 
Yeah. Or they just didn't check side side B. I don't know. <laughs> Could yeah. be that too. And a lot of a lot of the compilations that have the single on it now, you know, like mm-hmm. now that's what I call Christmas music and those kind of things. Right. It doesn't say that it's Daryl's version or John's version. It just says Hollow Notes, Jingle Bell Rock. Right. But it is Daryl's version. And I think I think that's that's the way it should be now especially after all these years but i i do feel people need to listen to oats's version just just to hear it because it's it's quite good actually you know i think um i think john oats gets a bad rap yeah i and and i don't know exactly why i know for a long time he's like a punchline (laughs) um and people look at it like daryl hall is the talent and John Oates is just sort of on his coattails, and that's not how it was. No. But that seems to be the perception. But I noticed that that the uh, the record label. I'm not sure who did this. Let me see. It says it doesn't say on the official Hollow Notes YouTube channel. Both of these vi- because there's two different videos, right? And both have been uploaded to their YouTube channel. Um, John Oates version was actually, (laughs) was actually uploaded a day before Daryl's version. And they did this in April for some reason of 2015. So it's been almost 10 years. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and they went up in April and for some reason, John's version went up the day before. And it could have been like, it was just about midnight and it was just somebody's job. Get these uploaded and. John's finished loading first and it went up at 11.59 and Daryl's went up at 12.02. I have no idea. Um, or, or it could right. have just been that John's was in the first batch and Daryl's was in the second. Whatever the case is, Daryl's version has over 11 million views and John's has just over 300,000. <laughs> and it just, it, it seems, it seems yeah. a little sad and unfair Right. Um, Because if you if you search on YouTube for Holland Oath Jingle Bell Rock, both videos will come up Mm -hmm. and it just it just and they're both the both videos are very similar. The goofiness is this is very similar in both videos. Just John is singing lead on one Daryl's on the other one. But Daryl's version and, and I actually because I was really curious. I I checked this out from last week to this week Mm -hmm. just to see, and and we're in January, so I thought that there's probably going to be no change because it's not not the season anymore. Daryl's version in a week got almost 20,000 views. (laughs) John's version in that same week got 564. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. And I, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't know why um, people prefer Daryl's, I guess. Yeah. The well, algorithm brings it up first or I don't know. Well, but, like you said, at this point, it's been decades. So people expect to hear Daryl Hall's voice. And when they don't, it's like, oh, well, no, not, I don't want this version. <laughs> but there are a few people, if you read the comments there, there are a few people that really enjoy, you know, Oates's version. You're like. Yeah, I get it. I, I I see why, but it's it's a minority. Most people don't even realize Oates has a version. Yeah, 
it is just amazing to me if you do, if you search on YouTube, Hall and Oates, Jingle Bell Rock, those two videos are the first two things that come up. Mm-hmm. And and they're right there. And people, I guess Daryl's version comes up on top and and John's version is the second one. And I guess they just pick the first one if that's how they're searching for it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it could be. Uh, yeah, and you're right. It, the, the videos are exactly the same all the way through the uh, the guitar solo. After yeah. that, when the vocals come back in, that's when either John is up front, you know, with his guitar singing, and Hall's in the background with the rest of the band just playing guitar, or Daryl's up front, and you know, John's in the back. So it's like, and either way, and uh, sorry, I'm trying to keep a straight face. I'm looking at this right now. Hall has got like this red shirt. Uh, it's got like the stripes. Uh, um, it's not quite checkered pattern. It's just, it's got like horizontal and vertical stripes on it, but he's got like these lime green like pants. <laughs> and then Hall, he's got like this lime green sweater. So they kind of match, but he just seems like, I don't know. So he's really, really getting into it where Daryl's more yeah. like, I'm doing this, but I don't know if I really want to be. Yeah. Oates Oates reactions in these videos are just they're they're over the top. Super. The expressions on his face, the the bouncing around and everything, just over the top. And and Hall is it. kind of bopping along, but he also has this I don't know this vibe of I'm done. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, I'm ready to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let me go cook something and record with the band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, out of all their tunes, this one, because don't they have some other Christmas music as well? Yeah, for some reason, uh, they waited until the early 2000s to put out an actual Christmas album. Mm, yeah. um, there'd been no other Christmas music along the way. And uh, and there is a version of Jingle Bell Rock on there. I think it's re-recorded. Yeah. It doesn't say Daryl's version or... John's version, and I and I haven't, you know, put it through any sort of a series of tests to determine if it's the same or not. It sounds very similar. Yeah, and it's possible, like Paul Pesco or one of their other guitarists re-recorded something over, uh, you know, instead of G.E. Smith. I don't know for certain, but yeah. uh, even with that album, and it's a good album. It's just it's solid. But uh, even with that album. There's something about this version, you know, this particular single, it feels more special. And I don't know if it's because it was in the moment when they were just hot and, or if it's because I've heard it, like you said, for like 40 years now, I, I don't know what it is, but something about it just feels like this one gelled a little bit better. And, and it just, it feels more right than their other stuff. Well, to, to me, the Jingle Bell Rock they recorded in the early eighties seems like they chose to do this or were forced to do this when they were really on top mm -hmm. and the hits sort of stopped and then all of, and then they put out a Christmas album and it just doesn't, it, I, I don't want to say that it, there's anything wrong with the album, but it just doesn't have that sort of energy right? that this song had that this was. And again, you know, they had eight top 10 hits, a bunch of number ones, they were they were the thing. They were the guys. And by, you know, the early 2000s, whenever it was that the Christmas album came out, they weren't the, they weren't those guys anymore. 
And I don't know if that's just my perception of it or I feel like it's not because the Hall Notes Christmas song that you hear on traditional radio stations in the 2020s is is Jingle Bell Rock from 1983. Mm-hmm. You don't hear much, if anything, from this Christmas album from 20 years ago. Right. I'm trying to find the actual release date of that album. Oh, here it is. Home for Christmas. It was uh, 2006. Okay. So not quite 20 years. Yeah, so, but almost. But you're right. It was like the late 80s is kind of when they already started to decline. And I think they'd split up for a little bit and then got back together. I know that Hall and Oates both recorded solo albums as well for a while. I Yeah, I remember when I was at a radio station and we got the lead single from um, Daryl Hall's solo album, 1987, 1988. And I just thought, oh, this is it. He's doing his own thing. Hall and Oates are done. <laughs> and that was that was dream time and it was a hit mm-hmm. and um but but they did get back together and they've done lots of stuff and they've recorded with um other people they had a hit um i want to say a couple years ago but it could be more by now they had a the hit that they did with train oh yeah yeah i remember that so they've they've done lots of stuff together um <laughs> up until recently anyway <laughs> yeah now they're in a lawsuit <laughs> yeah so, and hall is suing oats for not being able to sing certain songs at his solo concerts or something and i think there was an interview in 2022 where hall actually says that uh because they're basically the whole dispute is about who wrote what you know as, as is typical you know it's like uh right Mike Love all over again. But, you know, he says, look, he's my business partner. He's not my creative partner. And I, of course, that didn't sit well with Oates. And so now they're, they just don't record together anymore. That Christmas album was their actual final studio album. So that, I mean, that tells you something that was back in 2006. And of course, there's been other live albums released and things like that. But uh, I mean, that's, that's rough because they they spent so much time like decades together playing together they were they lived together for a while like like they were roommates that's that's actually how they got the name Hall and Oates it was written like that on their uh on their uh, their mailbox and their lease so people just started calling them Hall and Oates even though technically they're not that's not the name of their band it's Daryl Hall and John Oates right but, but nobody knows that it's Hall and Oates you know that's yeah. that's, that's what you know them by <laughs> so. yeah and they had an amazing career together. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they had something like um, eight of their albums that were platinum, which is a million, <laughs> a million copies sold. Wow! I, I I think some of those were even double platinum. Right? Uh, they were just they were just I I can't emphasize it enough how giant they were, and I know there's this lawsuit now. And um, I know part of it is that um, Oates is trying to sell his part of their business partnership, whatever it is, that their company that Mm -hmm. was all their music. And he's trying to sell his part of it. And and Daryl can't go for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame. That's music biz, right? Right. And, you know, I remember um, 
I can't remember who it was, but somebody said that most bands stick together long enough to put out five decent albums and anything more than that is there's usually not much more than that. And then something happens, money or relationships or something happens and they go their separate ways, creative differences. And hollow notes had, I think 18 to 20 albums. Um, and okay. They, maybe they all weren't amazing, but, there were a lot of them that were, mm-hmm. and it, it is it is a shame that it has become a public sort of spectacle. Right. I know there are bands that keep everything private, and uh, I remember John Bon Jovi said that we don't air our dirty laundry in public. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens with the band is behind closed doors and just among them. Um, but. This was a, was a very public thing when we found out Daryl Hall was suing John Oates. Right. Now, what would you say is your hap, hap, happiest memory or moment with Hall and Oates, and especially uh, Jingle Bell Rock in particular? Oh, it was watching Jingle Bell Rock on MTV with all of my friends. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, you didn't always know when it was going to be on, but <laughs> when it was especially that first December of 1983 it was on a lot and and you could just count on it you know if you and you know oh I don't want to sound like I I'm so old but <laughs> MTV was such a big deal and it was like I was going to say it was like radio but I don't know how many people really listen to the radio anymore either but right. <laughs> you could you would put MTV on and it was an event and people would come over and you would watch and you'd talk about the videos and and you'd just hang out. And that was a mm-hmm. night. It wasn't, um, you know, you, you, there was no Netflix and chill. There was no YouTube. <laughs> this, right. this was it. And, you know, we, I can remember so many nights having friends over or being over at somebody else's house and just sort of waiting for this video to come up and you know i've said it was goofy probably 27 times but (laughs) it was it was a fun christmasy kind of goofy Mm -hmm. that everybody stopped doing whatever they were doing to watch these two guys for two minutes or two and a half minutes whatever it was (laughs) because it's not a long song it's not long at all no yeah but just to to watch this video and anytime I think of Hall and Oates and Jingle Bell Rocks, rocks, um, that's the memory that that comes up. Yeah, that's cool. And you're right. Like there were certain videos that you couldn't wait for them to come on. Like they were just masterworks, or or just something about them made them special enough. Like, uh, of course, Thriller is the obvious one, but like Take on Me by Aha was always magical mm-hmm. uh the dire straits uh money for nothing you know where it was all computerized that one was another one that was like whoa i can't wait for that to come on there's just something about hearing the song that you really like but also having this something special it's not like jump by van halen where they're just on stage you know and and it's just as if you were a, it was a concert i mean it was it was actually something to it and so this one yeah you're right it was it was campy it was silly but it was purposely so and because of it the and the adding the fact that it was a christmas song it just made it much 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 more enjoyable so <laughs> uh, yeah. okay i do have a 
question. If you could be in the video, like if you could play a part in the video, which part would you want to play? Oh my gosh. <laughs> if I, and, and the way I'm interpreting this is if I had to be in the video. Right, right. <laughs> That's um, fine, yeah. I would probably want to be one of the guys in the band in the background. Yeah. I'm here and I'm at this weird Christmas party and I'm just going to hang back here with the other guys for two minutes and 24 seconds or whatever it is. Yeah. Poor, poor G E Smith is dressed as grandma and <laughs> you know, that I'm sure he got made fun of most of the day or <laughs> most of the years after that. Um, but the, the look on his face, it's, Either he's an amazing actor or he was really having a good time. He's he's (laughs) hamming it up. Oh, totally. Yeah. Especially when he starts playing the solo. Yeah, it's perfect. (laughs) And he's playing, you know, he's wearing gloves, you know, supposedly playing the solo. I've never been able to play anything wearing gloves. So good for him. That's why he's in charge of the, or why he was in charge of the Saturday Night Live band and I wasn't. But (laughs) I think I'd probably want to be the the Santa who's got like a crazed look on his face. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just something about that Santa. I'd I'd hope to make it a little more, I don't know, charming and less uh <laughs> I don't know, less manic. <laughs> I think I think it's interesting that neither of us said we wanted to be Hall or Oates. Oh yeah, video. no, no. I I don't need to be bopping around uh, you know, for two and a half minutes. I'm okay to just be in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, G.I. Joe taught us that uh, knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half is? (laughs) Being Daryl's version of this song. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh, That's better than mine. I just thought uh, the other half was having G.E. Smith as grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ken, it's been fun talking about the song and hollow notes in general with you. But, uh, like, you know, tell me about your show or anything else you want to plug. Well, uh, the Sounds of Christmas station and the podcast are still on uh, year-round. There's not as many episodes of um, of the podcast as uh, as certainly as during the season when I was pumping out three or four a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did five the last week, maybe. You did, but, yeah. yeah. But now it's I, I just released the first real episode for 2024. Um, all about Mannheim Steamroller, another 80s. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not just 80s, but their their first Christmas album was 1984. Yeah. And yeah. so this is the 40th anniversary of that. So wow. that's what my latest episode was about. Um, I've got a couple things that are in the works for the station to hopefully kind of make it fun throughout the year. Um but I don't want to say what those are, not to keep everybody in suspense, but just in case I'm not able to do them. Right. <laughs> I've, I don't want I've anybody done that to before. Go, yeah, where I yeah. promise something and it's like, oops. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anybody to go, hey, you said you were going to do this and yeah. never, you didn't do that. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> right. I'd rather surprise everybody. Guess what I'm going to do? Nice. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. And and it's always fun. It's they're great listens. It's fun being on your shows. Uh, you always have interesting topics, and uh, the guests are especially during the Christmas season, where when artists are trying to promote their stuff, uh, they're just phenomenal guests. And and uh, the sound of Christmas station, I, it just it's great. It, hear versions of songs that you might never have heard 
if you only listen to terrestrial radio and or or just popped in a CD. So it's always something new and refreshing and, and fun. And I, I highly recommend it to everyone, both the podcast and the station. Oh, thank you very much. I don't, you know, talking about different versions of songs, I didn't realize that the standard version of Hall and Oates Jingle Bell Rock was Daryl's version until recently. So I probably have never played John Oates' version. I'm going to change that, and I'm going to get his version into into rotation for next season. Nice. But I, I, I didn't know. And most people who have gotten it on the compilation or something probably didn't know either. Didn't know it either. Nope. Yeah. Yep. In fact, I I remember learning about it. I probably about 17, 17 or 18 years ago, but same. I mean, you never hear it. So I forgot about it. And then when I started uh, doing the show and I was looking into things, I was like, oh yeah, John did sing a version. So yeah, yeah I'm, I, I totally get it. And he's done a couple, you know, look up John Oates on, on whatever streaming service you use. Cause he's done a couple Christmas songs on his own, um, he did one with a band called the Time Burners a few years ago, maybe more than a few. He did uh, a version of the Christmas song on his own three, four years ago. Um, so yeah, check those out. Mm-hmm. And he's a good singer too. He he just yeah because he didn't sing on a lot of their hits. People don't realize it. So shame. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Ken, thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Jerry. You're always welcome. I love because I always learn something new whenever you're on. Just something cool about when you were a DJ and and just music uh, that I didn't know before. So always a pleasure. Thank you. On that note, I will end it by saying Jingle Bell time is a swell time. So check us out on our social media pages, which you can find at linktree.com slash totally rad Christmas. And if you're feeling like Hall & Oates having a Christmas party, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us reach more people and spread some rad holiday cheer. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our super dope website, totallyradchristmas.com. That's the Jingle Bell Rock. Later, dudes. Giddy up the jingle.